Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Caregiving Gen X Style. I am Steve Mullen. And I'm Jennifer Mullen. So we've mentioned in earlier episodes that Jennifer and I are both communications professionals. She manages communications for a state agency. I own my own PR business. I manage media coverage for clients. I produce podcasts for clients. By the way, if you'd like one and you have a business, let me know, please. We recently received a listener email that made our PR ears perk up. It's all about family communications. And that's what we're talking about in this episode. But first, Jennifer, how is your mom? Actually, she's doing great. She's doing I feel great. like I've been saying that a lot lately, yeah. and I am not complaining about that. Yeah, no, she's, knock on wood. She's she's doing fantastic. Yeah, I think really, like the big most exciting news recently. There's a lot of goings on at the apartment complex where she lives. People moving in, moving out, empty apartments, apartment showings. We're not quite sure who's gonna move in. Mm-hmm. Um, been getting that a lot at my mother's assisted living too. She has a brand new next door neighbor. Unfortunately, the previous ne- next door neighbor passed away, but she's got a new next door neighbor on one side. She's got a fairly new one on the other side. And some of what I hear are complaints about these people, but you know, it's all about their issues and who they are. And I know more about them than I should. They're just keeping an eye on things that are going on around them. Yep. It's not a bad thing necessarily. Yep. So, yeah. So that's what's going on. But I do want to say... Speaking of how's your mom, this is sort of a how's your mom. I did want to let everyone know. Okay, if you've been listening for a while, you've heard about my mother's teapots. The 75 teapots that Jennifer had to pack up and we had to move over to my mother's assisted living and and, and Jennifer has PTSD. I took a picture recently of the teapots and put it on our Facebook page. So if you're curious as to what these famous teapots look like, Go to our Facebook page, just go on Facebook, search for Caregiving Gen X Style, you will find it. Make sure you like it while you're there, but you just scroll on down there, you will see the teapots. You gotta check it out. I mean, nothing like a visual to just... Exactly, exactly. Because I mean, clearly we talk about the teapots a lot. I know that's lot. mostly because of me, but... Um, yeah, it's it's actually kind of fun to see them all set up and yeah, I think definitely yeah. go down there, take a look, and um, you know comment and and like I said, make sure while you're there, you go ahead and like the page. So as we mentioned, you know this episode was inspired by listener email, which we love. We'll talk about how you can do that later on, but we received this email from a gentleman named Mark, and I'm going to do a dramatic reading of a slightly shortened version of that email. I can't wait, I love dramatic readings. I decided not to go with music in the background on this. (laughs) I thought about it, but I thought that might be too much. Don't do that. Here we go. Yeah. All right, I'm ready. Here's what he said. Love your podcast on caregiving. Pause for a second. Thank you, Mark, we love you too. It touches on a much needed topic that I never hear talked about around the water cooler. I am a primary caregiver due to proximity for my parents who are in their 80s. I would probably be better suited to fix plumbing in the house than caregive, but I do what I have to do. I've been in and out of the emergency room with both my parents more often than I wash my car. One thing I'm concerned about is that at some point, a parent will pass. Then we need to notify the other siblings and the family. So my question is, When you reach that point, when someone passes and we need to notify all of the relatives, including non-existent caregivers, aunts, uncles, etc., how do we go about it? I actually really love this question, by the way, because it might sound a little morbid, right? His parents are currently alive. Yeah. 
He's thinking ahead, except that that's also been a bit of a theme, certainly with some of our episodes. Got to think ahead. You got to think through Mm -hmm. all of these things. You need to think through all of the things with your parents or loved ones, but then even sort of the aftermath of some of it and just making sure that you, I appreciate that he, he uh, wants some advice on how to handle things properly. Exactly. And, you know, we, we thank Mark for listening. We thank Mark for reaching out. You know, as we mentioned, communicating is something we kind of do for a living. We decided to expand on Mark's idea a little bit to talk about family communications in general, partly because, you know, our last episode was kind of all about planning for death, and that's kind of depressing. Also, because we think it's just an interesting topic in general. We will absolutely be answering Mark's question as we go along, though. So, Mark, if you're listening, just stick around. We'll get to your question. So, before we get started, we wanted to understand that we realize every family makeup is different. You are the primary caregiver. You may be an only child. You may have a bunch of siblings. Your parent may have a bunch of siblings. Those will be your aunts and uncles. Uh, For the purpose of this episode, we decided to assume that you have a sibling or two and that there are some aunts and uncles around somewhere. Right. So let's talk about communicating with your family on a daily basis or regular basis about the health of your loved one. Just when things are fine. This isn't a tough thing to do, really, I guess, when everything is fine. So... You might have a, a sibling who's a backup caregiver or even a borderline non-existent caregiver. If you've listened to previous episodes, we have a whole episode that yep. sort of... It's one of the first ones. Right. Kind of labels what type of caregivers there are. And we love that, by the way, that Mark used those labels. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he I, really did. Yeah, he's so been listening for a long time, I think. he's been listening. It's fantastic. Thanks again, Mark. Um, you've been listening and you've sent us an email. You've got like two... Two yeah, pluses. He gets, he gets two gold pluses. stars. Yeah, gold stars. Gold stars. So I think there can be two schools of thought here, though. Uh, when you're the primary caregiver, of course you're the person who's in there day to day, right? You're the you're the person who knows literally, literally, literally for our friend Julie, Julie. Uh, literally everything that is going on every single day. You're getting your hands dirty. Absolutely, literally. Uh, sometimes, 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 literally. Yeah. So I suppose one school of thought could be that if you're a primary caregiver, you're in it every day, you know what's going on, could be on you to update the other people in your life, the other backup caregivers or maybe even the borderline non-existent caregivers about what's going on. Another school of thought, which is one that I think that I probably subscribe to, is that, you know, we're all adults. So if you're, I try to put myself in the shoes of the, let's just say, non-existent caregiver. I'm related to this person. I love them, related to them, but maybe I live five states away. You can pick up the phone and call the primary caregiver. In fact, that's another thing we talk about in the episode when we sort of label the types of caregivers. I think a piece of advice we gave in that episode, which has been a long time ago now, but I think a piece of advice we gave was like, check in on your primary caregiver because there's a lot going on quite often we're not okay right so check in on them to make sure they're okay but also like you're perfectly capable when when things are going well in the person that we're talking about the focal point here whether it's your mother your father whoever this loved one is when things are going well you have a primary caregiver who's doing things like laundry grocery shopping taking them to doctor's appointments i don't know that it's a fair expectation to put another thing on their list 
that they should be the one who's calling other people or reaching out to other people saying, hey, by the way, like everything's going okay, mm-hmm. you know, or or maybe sharing minor, minor things. I, I really, I think I feel pretty strongly about this that if you're sort of on the the outer circle, assuming that, that things are in a, you know, a steady state, you can pick up the phone and call. I think your point is, is, you know, if you want to know, we all have phones. Ask. Yeah, text, you can text, call. you can call, you can do any number of things. You can Facebook message if you want to. Absol- yeah, There's absolutely. There's a number of things you can do. Your point is, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, is that if you are the backup caregiver, if you are the maybe borderline non-existent caregiver, if you really want to know, you know how to get in touch with us. Absolutely. Yes, right. definitely. Right. What about uh, what about like aunts and uncles? I mean, unless they're really, really close to your parent, I think it's probably okay that they might get details of those sort of day-to-day activities, you know, through Facebook or maybe an occasional phone call or text again. I mean... They know how to, to use their phones, right? too. You kind of, like, hate to rate people, but that is... <laughs> right in our, in our lives, we have A-level people, B-level people, probably C-level people. And I also think that sort of the expectation... It needs to properly correlate with that level. That's true. Right? That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's what I think. So let's talk about when there's an emergency, like your loved one has been admitted to the hospital. Let's talk about how to get the word out then. It's a tough one because you as the primary caregiver are pretty busy. You can't say that word tonight, I'm having a hard time with it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for pointing it out. I was going to edit that out, but now I can't. No, you can't edit it out. I think it's good. You never, almost, almost never, almost never. Make a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, on the the podcast. It's all of my ears as a broadcaster. Let me clarify. On the podcast. Ooh. Ouch. Okay. That hurt a little. All right. So first of all, you're busy. You're, You're dealing with your parents in the hospital, your loved ones in the hospital. Do not kick yourself and refuse to be kicked by others. If you don't tell somebody about it right away, your first priority is the health of your loved one and making sure that they're being taken care of. Refer back to the advocacy episode if you know, you know, if you don't know what we're talking about, you may need to loudly advocate, you may need to argue, you may need to make you need to make sure that they're being taken care of and that things are being done properly, and that's not always going to be the case depending on the hospital you go to. So, you don't want the emergency to take a back seat to you notifying people notifying people which is right. just it's silly to think about that but just don't right so i i mean i think really what we're saying is once things settle down so emergency happens you're in the heat of that yes when things settle down perhaps even maybe you're still in the middle of it but your loved one you're in a hospital your loved one is being taken for tests like an mri take a moment to shoot off a few texts that's pe- the time to do right because you're just sitting there Right. Let people know what's going on. It might be useful to say in that text that you don't know anything other than what you're telling Here's them. Here's everything I know. Don't ask me anything else. At this else. moment. <laughs> at this moment. And you'll update them when you can. So that might eliminate 10,000 questions. Hopefully. You know, and you know, if you don't have time to do it yourself, this might be a good time to maybe activate that backup caregiver that we've talked about. The person who, you know, kind of wants to help, but they don't know what to do. Tell them. Yo, backup caregiver, and I just said, yo, backup caregiver, here's what I need you to do. I need you to uh, contact, uh, you know, Aunt Barbara and Uncle Joe, and and I need you to let 
them know that that mom is in the hospital or dad is in the hospital or something like that. Uh, it's also a good idea if you have multiple siblings or multiple people that you want to update, start a group text. Start a group text, maybe, oh, sometimes. Boy. Well, <laughs> can we talk about a downside? Is it okay to talk about okay, a downside I guess so. of that? Go right ahead. I don't know what you're thinking, but go ahead. I think sometimes, though, you can start a group text and then there might be someone in the group text who is going to have 10,000 questions and or 10,000 ideas about how things should be handled when you're the one who's there in the moment trying to get everything done. So my only concern about the group text is there are a lot of well-meaning people who are in the middle of the group text, which is which is awesome, but also when you're in the middle of just trying to get through the current situation, I'm, I'm not sure I fully agree with you. Okay. We can agree to disagree we on this one. We can agree to I disagree. Mean, I think, yes. I mean, but I think there's a, there's a polite way to shut that down. And, and the answer is, I don't know. You know, things are kind of crazy right now. I'll get back to you. Well, and I think, listen, here's, here's a fair thing for someone who's maybe not in the immediate vicinity. I 100% get it. They want to help. They maybe you're feeling a little helpless that they're not there. And so they're trying to offer ideas and suggestions. And and really, I, I know that they're trying to be helpful. Yes. But when I put on the primary caregiver, you know, shoe, like, I don't know. Just the one shoe? Well, Does but, a primary caregiver only wear one shoe? Mm-hmm. I would go with a hat. Uh-huh. Multiple hats. The primary caregiver hat. hat. Yeah, okay. Or yeah. a chapeau. Oh, my even. God. But, um, all right, so let's move on. You know, it might be best to avoid posting on Facebook at this point, just for the time being, because, you know, you don't have time to notify everybody that you want to notify. You're busy. Things are a little crazy. You may forget. And you don't want somebody who really probably ought to be notified to find out on Facebook. Right. I you mean, don't want that. That's that's the downside of social one yes. of the downsides of social media is that, you know, sometimes people put things out there publicly and yeah, not not all the right people are in the know at the moment. Right. And that can definitely unintentionally cause hurt feelings. So, you know, don't do that. But right. I would say whether it's an emergency or, you know, something less serious it might be a good idea just to think about these things in advance about, you know, so like Mark is planning ahead, right? Think about who you should notify. Who do you need to keep in touch with about the health of your loved one? It might sound a little silly. Hey, by the way, Goggy's calling me right now for all you listeners out there who know about Goggy. She's Goggy's calling me right now. Goggy's going to have to wait until after the she episode is She does not know we're recording she an episode. She does not. I will get back to her. But, you know, you need to keep in touch. Think about the folks that you need to keep in touch with. It might sound silly, but you might even put a list together on your phone so that you don't inadvertently forget I mean, it sounds really strange, someone. but I think it's a good idea. I really, really do. So let's loop around to Mark's question, though. How to handle communicating that your parent has unfortunately passed away? Uh, it's a lot different than an everyday check-in or even parent an emergency. Or loved one. Parent or loved, or loved one. one. Right. Sure, of course. Yeah. So when your loved one passes you're obviously going to be in mourning. I mean, it's of course. it's going to be obviously very emotional for everyone, and you may not be thinking straight. But unfortunately, you have to do what we in the PR business call a communications rollout. And it needs to be somewhat coordinated or someone's feelings might get hurt. 
So Goggy did leave us a voicemail. I made Steve pause for a moment because, of course, if you've been listening to this podcast, you also understand that, you know, we always um, are very focused on our moms. And when she calls and leaves a voicemail for me when I'm not like when it's a little bit outside of our normal cadence, I definitely feel the need to check. So I'm going to play this for y'all because I think you guys will like this. Hang on. You're going to hear you're going to hear Goggy. I just wanted to say good night. I love you. Bye. Okay, so that's Goggy. How awesome is that, right? So eh, makes me happy, makes me smile that I get random phone calls from my mom. Anyway, okay, Steve, let's get back into this. Let's talk you, about communications rollouts. Yes. Uh, and this is something that you do at work lately quite frequently, getting the news out that, that needs to get out to the entire organization, and in this case, an entire family. You know, you typically inform top management first, correct? Yep. yep, definitely. And many times those managers will then hold meetings with employees who are directly impacted by the news, whatever the news is. Right. I mean, there's definitely a who who is impacted the most and make sure that they are aware and then have your plan of how it's going to like roll Trickle out down. after that yes yeah absolutely yeah. so in the case of caregivers the managers are you know we'll say your siblings maybe mm-hmm. whether they're, they're involved in the care your parents or not this is a situation where they deserve to know and you should notify them are we all in, in agreement with I that think, one i think we're in agreement with that right yes so the next level of people who need to be contacted are any of your parents siblings are you you're talking your aunts and uncles maybe your parents close friends yeah, although we've skipped an important level, speaking of us coming from the sandwich generation discussion. This is true. We have children. In my copious notes, I did not think about I the mean, grandkids. A, right. We would make certain but that But I would think, though, frankly, in most cases, they would be there. I mean, unless one of I them lives that, out of town. Right. I don't I don't know that you can say that for certain. I just think, to like, don't forget, don't forget kids, especially, I'm thinking about us in our situation, so we're all still relatively local. But there are some grandkids in the mix, for example, with, well, w- with both of our moms who, yeah, I, you got to be careful. Don't don't forget the grandkids. Well, but I, so I would expect that if we're not talking about our kids here, we're talking about a sibling's kid. So another yeah, grandkid, I would expect them to be notified by their parents. So you're notifying your siblings. I would expect them to then tell their kids. Yeah, I suppose that's a fair point. That is a fair point. You know, we're talking about rolling out here, though. Well, that's kind of what you're saying, really, is that you're delegating the responsibility. So perhaps, you know, asking other people, whether it's your brothers and sisters or your or the aunts and uncles, they they pass the word on to the grandkids, to the cousins, et cetera. Just again, these are all things to just be thinking through so that you don't inadvertently hurt someone's feelings. Right. And I think I mean, I think delegating is a big thing here and you know hopefully the person you ask to delegate will actually do what you ask them to do but so it may be a matter of you know you talk to your aunts and uncles and you say hey could you let your kids know which would be your cousins basically i think what we're saying here is just try not to do it all yourself you shouldn't have to don't yeah have a plan of action and then you know once once that has all taken place once you feel confident that the key people in your family, whatever the relationships are, that they've been notified, then maybe you can post on Facebook or whatever social media channel of your choice is, you know, if if that's what you want to do. So, 
you know, in the, in the business world, like for me and my my world, that communication would be an all employee email or you mm-hmm. know something like that, right? Once the directly impacted people have been notified, and maybe another level down below that, and then it, you know, def, the you know, eventually goes out. People may not directly out. affect on a day to day, but basis. they should know because they they're part of the organization yes, of or part of the family. That really sounds very mafia like the, the organization or the firm. <laughs> but hopefully, you know, if, if you word that correctly, that Facebook post, we tried to contact as many people as possible. We wanted to make sure everyone knew about the news, et cetera, et cetera. Hopefully that will ease any hurt feelings by people that think, oh, I should have received a call myself. Yeah. And, you know, it, it it's possible that's going to happen. But I think at this particular moment, it, it may be unavoidable. Right. Uh, and I think that's a them problem, not a you problem. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I hate to I mean, say I, it that Yes. I hate it's, to say it it's that It's a little way. harsh. I get it. But yeah. So, you know, obviously you'll want to put notices in the local newspaper, maybe your parents' hometown newspaper, but really I think most likely Facebook's going to do the most of the heavy lifting on this. Probably. I mean, certainly right in this day and age, this digital day and age, there are these sort of digital, I mean, obituaries can get posted, but you know, these digital notices and a lot of times the funeral home They'll take care of that. I, I know I've seen more than my fair share of those types of notices that people I'm connected to than they just, instead of them really saying a whole lot, to their to the broader people, right? So you assume at this point all of the really close people right. have been contacted, that they all know what's happening. Now they just want to let their network of people know. Right, right. Somebody who may share, have worked with your loved one, you know, 10 years ago, someplace around your hometown, right. that kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah. they share that notice. And that's, that's a, that's a great way to do it. And, and honestly, that is really going to get the information in front of all of the other people who cared about this person. Mm-hmm, they're, mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're going to hear about it that way. And then that's okay. For sure. So, you know, one th- last thing about this process, please just try not to let it stress you out. You're under enough stress already. Yeah. You're dealing with mourning. You're dealing with all of the arrangements, which we talked about in the last episode. And, you know, the fact that Mark is worrying about this now leads me to believe that this is a situation that will cause him a lot of pressure. Right. A lot of stress. I feel bad. I feel bad that he's... He, he's worrying know. about this now. Right. Although... Right, he's, I feel I bad mean, that he's worrying he's about it, but I'm also ahead. glad I'm also glad that he's thinking about it because he's it's very clear that he's trying to make sure that he doesn't inadvertently take a misstep right. that would create some kind of, you know, hurt feelings Family or rift. Right, exactly. Which we all try to avoid. Exactly. And if you're the type of primary caregiver who doesn't have much help, uh, you're already going to be hurting this communications rollout is something that you obviously have to do, but we say if there is somebody to delegate the responsibility to, or at least part of the responsibility to do it. Yep. Do everything you can to make sure you're not the only one doing everything. Yep, absolutely. So one other last thing, there's a lot that you have to do when your parents- A lot, or, a lot, a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot, when your parents or, or a loved one passes away, you know, aside from communicating with the rest of the family. So Steve, you actually- <laughs> found a website. Found a website, and I will say, when I was reading through the copious notes, this caught my eye like right away. I'm like, what the heck yeah. is this? So we're gonna put a link to this in the show notes, but the website is called, and I'm not making this up, deadparentswhatnow.com. Ugh. God. It really is awful, and it really is extremely irreverent, but if you okay. take a look at it, 
it provides a lot of really good information. Okay, so that's really good, and, good information. And you know, I'll I'll say trying to inject a little humor. It's a light, tough place to put humor in. In the, in the middle of what's clearly a, a life changing you know event. Yeah. That's not necessarily a bad yeah, thing. So I think it's the kind of thing maybe you look at in advance, not when you're in the middle of stuff, because you may not find it as humorous. Right. So thanks to Mark for reaching out to us. Thanks to Mark for listening. Uh, we hope we presented some advice for him. Thank if you, Mark. Yes. If you, the listener, who is not Mark, would like to ask a question of us, there's a lot of ways to do it. You can email us, caregivinggenxstyle at gmail.com. You can also send us a text or leave us a voicemail. We want to get voicemails because I can then pull them out of voicemail. We can use the audio and I don't have to do a dramatic reading. You Although can, I like your dramatic reading. Thank you so much. Yeah. You can call us at 804-723-1221. And you can also contact us on Twitter. I'm not calling it that other name. The handle is at Gen X Caregiving. We're also on Facebook, as I mentioned earlier. Go look at the teapots. Go on Facebook and just search for the name of the podcast. You can also look at clearly our podcast setup and my puzzling. Yes, I posted something earlier <laughs> about the fact that we had to record an episode and Jennifer was puzzling. So anyway, uh, thanks to everyone for listening. We hope you have a great day. Good night, everyone.